Hi, you okay? Good. Glad you tuned in. <laughs> Podcast number 12. Um, food. I want to talk about food. We all love food, don't we? Or do we? Some people don't. Um, that's that's the interesting thing. Um, I was sat in a cafe just having a coffee and I, I kind of overheard some conversation um, two people were having and talking about food and I just started making a couple of notes cheekily it's a bit naughty but as the as the conversation went on I remember the guy saying he was like vegan he did vegan for a month or something like that that's what kind of first caught my attention um, I thought okay I wonder if, what the benefits are of that maybe that's a bit of a cleanse I heard him kind of talk about detox so I think that's what he was edging at but then the the lady we was talking to, um, she was the interesting one. She was the one that really made me start thinking, mm, this could be an interesting podcast. This could be talk, you know, um, a good topic. So she said something along the lines of she had a pizza one night. Um, I believe it was a takeaway pizza. And then she went after that the next day, she felt so bad for eating the pizza, she went on like a juice cleanse diet for a whole week. And that made me like, that made my ears prick up a little bit. And I thought, hmm, not convinced that that's the uh, the right move, really. Um, because I don't really believe in these juice diets and stuff. Um, my thing is, any anything where you like take all the fats away and stuff like that, and you start depriving your body of certain things, um, when you go back to those things, your body will hold on to them and it'll be even harder to get rid of them next time. So the way I've learned about this is just through my own thing. Um, and this is recently. So all the different diets and things I've tried, um, I did the ketogenic thing. And I've, I heard that's like a good way to go. A lot of people are doing it. Um, two things that in that that I don't feel worked very well for me was the first thing was when I was training with it, I was training quite hard, like cardio wise, um, I started feeling like I didn't have a lot of energy after after a week or two on this ketogenic diet. And I was cutting the fat, uh, cutting the carbs out. I was eating, I was eating fats, and I was eating protein, but whether I was doing it enough fats or not, a lot of people are kind of going to have arguments against, arguments for it, arguments against it. But um, for me, personally I felt like after into like the second week of doing it you know I should be getting stronger with my exercise I was doing um, I was doing a bit of boxing and I felt like I was getting weaker I felt like my legs were heavier I felt like you know my arms were weaker my shots were less powerful uh, things like that um, well usually when you train you get stronger as you as you're training so that was what one of the things that I felt like was detrimental I felt like a, I wasn't getting enough um, sort of carbohydrates to give me the right amount of energy um, to go back in there next time and, and, you know, be strong again um, and progress from there. And then the the other thing that I found is that um, once I sort of stopped training, once I I had this issue with my foot, which maybe you've listened to podcasts before and heard me talk about, maybe you haven't, but uh, basically I had an issue with my foot. Never really got to the bottom of it. 
um, because I went to the doctors in the hospital a few times. They did they give me scans. Um, it wasn't a fracture or anything like that. I I kind of thought it might have been gout, but I kept getting told that I was too young for that. Either way, we never really got to the bottom of it. I had some bloods done, and then the the uh, the hospital lost them or the doctors lost them. So uh, I just got a bit fed up with it, and it kind of just started getting a bit better on its own. So this kind of stopped me training because I couldn't at points I couldn't actually even walk. I had two three days uh, where I couldn't even put any bear any weight whatsoever on on my feet. Um, so yeah. That stopped me from going to the gym, obviously. But the, the 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 problem with that is that with me, I've got a bit of an addictive personality. Also, something I've picked up on in the past. I I'm kind of like all or nothing, uh, which I, I say that I am. I'm I'm kind of dealing with that now. This is this is one thing that I'm. I, I feel like I am actually getting better at. I'm, it's balance. Balance is something that I want to talk about a little bit later. But um, yeah, so. If I wasn't training, I stopped looking after my my eating, uh, my diet, my what I was putting in my body as well. So instead of going, all right, well you're not training, but in the meantime, make sure let's you know we're still eating healthily. You know we're putting good things in our body. No, if I wasn't training, then I wasn't you know I wasn't in it. I wasn't it wasn't part of my lifestyle. So um, I would just eat whatever and junk food and stuff like that. Now, don't get me wrong, it wasn't every single day. We have quite a decent diet um, at home with our foods that we cook and stuff. But with my job, I'm out on the road, as you well know, which is why you can hear the traffic now. Um, and it's easy to stop and get a McDonald's or something like that. Very easy, too easy. Um, and they're, they're the kind of things I was doing once I sort of got back in the van, but um, back, back into work. Um, but like I say, because of the foot thing, I wanted to give it a little bit of time out of the gym and exercising because I was worried that if I did too much, I'd have to have time off and being self-employed is not a good thing. So what I then found was I did this ketogenic diet. I looked really good, even though I was draining myself. I looked I looked quite lean um, because I have got a bit of muscle under under there anyway from um, previous years of training, doing weight training and stuff like that. So I always know that that I can sort of that that muscle memory is there. It will come back. Um, but I was trying to get more lean than muscular. So I felt like I achieved it. I got quite slim. I had a um, whatever it was a, a period of three months of pictures, uh, probably one uh, one every two weeks, and I compiled them all into this uh, app where it's, you know, I just basically showed my own progression. I could see from the first picture to the sixth picture, um, the huge difference in my body. And I looked really good and I was really happy with it. Now, when I fell off that wagon, after having the foot injury, after just going back and eating whatever I wanted, I put the weight back on and I actually put more weight on than I started, that I had before I even started training and getting, you know, myself into shape. So... That made me think, because I've deprived my body of the fats for so long, am I? have I now made my body go, right, we need to hold on to these fats? Because, you know, your body being the clever, the very smart thing that it is, and being all about keeping you alive and surviving, um, has remembered that 
there was a point where you didn't have them fats in your system and you were starting to feel a bit, little bit weak and you were struggling when he was doing these workouts. So let's not allow that to happen. Let's hold on to the fats. Um, and I, I, that's what I believe. That's one of the things that I felt was detrimental in this ketogenic diet. As I said, I mean, I might have not been doing it down to the T. I might have been doing something wrong myself. Um, so there's going to be definitely people that are listening saying, well, you're wrong um, and have a counter argument for what I'm saying. But yeah, as I always say with my podcast, you know, these are just my opinions, my experiences. And uh, I'm not trying to um, make anybody believe that I'm an expert in anything I talk about. It's just my thoughts, my experiences, um, and then my opinion on them experiences. Um, anybody who's got some really good dietary tips and stuff like that, um, um, we do a lot of stuff. I say we, me, but I, I say we now because I feel like you're you guys, the listeners, are part of this podcast. So we talk a lot about positivity, um, health and fitness and stuff like that. And I know that, you know, some of my biggest hits um, numbers wise on my podcasts are those um, circulated around them kind of things. So obviously people like to hear about that, like to get information. And as I say, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to give out any false information really as well because it's just my experiences and we're all different. Our bodies are all different and they react differently to different diets, different exercise techniques and whatnot. But because of the fact that um, it seems to be quite a popular thing, I'd love to get any um, uh, any other tips on training, dietary advice, positivity, um, you know, good mental health. Um, so you can always email me. And that's uh, my email address is rojoganpodcast at mail.com. Um, so, yeah, back to what I was saying. This couple was talking and, yeah, she, it's when she started talking about going on the extreme, extreme um, juice diet just because she had a pizza one night. And I thought, that's crazy. It's, that's, that is quite a thing that people have this weird relationship with food and you know it's it's kind of if you eat something that you you class as fatty or junk food or whatever should you give yourself a massive guilt trip about it is that healthy i don't believe so um and to go on the extreme um, and you know, sort of get yourself down about it. The next day, she she was talking about how she felt really upset about it, or you know, and it made her feel really bad. So she felt like she had to get to the gym more, and she did this juice diet. Now, as I just said, you know, I can see that juice diet being a similar thing to to the ketogenic diet, and potentially when you come off that and you start putting the fats back in your body, you're only going to cling on to them a little bit more, um, and you're going to have more sort of fat stores in your body anyway. So that was one side of it but the other side of it is that is that relationship with food now i did a podcast with clive ferron um a couple of podcasts back and he sort of touched upon it he's um been to university and he studied a lot of things and psychology and stuff like that and he's got his own ebooks out and um he sort of talked about one of his books which is based on experiences from when he was a counselor and stuff 
and and that that book is to do with um, links between um, emotions and, and food as well. So people are emotional eaters. I know that very well. I know my own wife is, and she will, you know, put her hands up to that one. I've seen her do it. Um, sometimes if you're not feeling good, you want to put something in your body to that you make you think you know it's going to make you feel better because it tastes good. You know, it's like the old the films what you see, the Hollywood films, and when when the guy and the girl break up, the girl goes watches a movie and grabs a bucket of ice cream to make herself feel better. It's that kind of thing. There is them links uh, between emotions uh, and and food and trying to make you feel so yourself feel better by eating a food that you enjoy. Um, but again, it's not a healthy thing. And one of the the main things, really, um, as I've looked at it and I've taught myself now, is balance. It's all about balance. And you know what? We've probably all heard it for years and years, but we kind of choose to ignore it. Um, clean diets as well. That's another thing. People talk about eating clean. You know, I've got, I know some people who weight train really hard and I see them prepping the meals and eating clean. Chicken and broccoli next to it. You know, boiled chicken, boiled broccoli. And it's like, that isn't very appetizing. But I see why you're doing it. It's a healthy meal. It's helping you um, when you're building your muscle and not putting, you know, gaining fats and stuff like that. Some people are naturally quite, quite slim and then they, can, they want to just eat like proteins and stuff, um, even eat a lot of carbohydrates to put the bulk and the mass on. And, and it works well for some people. A lot of other people, unfortunately, like myself, really, I can put a bit of uh, weight on around the midsection, around the old love handles um, and your man boobs. Um, and that's that's because of... You know, just, just the way my body is. That's where I gain weight. Some people don't. But I think really it's all about balance. So if you're going to do these clean eating diets, you're going to go on a juice diet, you're going to do a ketogenic diet. The problem with that is at some point you're going to have a, you're going to relapse because you're going to get bored. You know, you can't just eat boiled chicken and broccoli every day. Yeah, there's, there's no flavor to it. Your body's going to start craving sweetness. You know, stuff like that, it's going to, the things that you miss, the, the sugars that you're taking away from that as well, your body's going to start really wanting to, it's going to crave that stuff. You know, you're going to suddenly find yourself wanting a chocolate bar, you know, and you're going to give into it. Um, if you, if you go to one extreme, like the way I've done it myself in the past, I've always, I've always ended up going back and having a blowout um, and getting into, you know, going the total opposite direction then. And, and, you know, having a, a poor diet. So balance is so much easier. And if you think of dieting and, and food, and as long as you've got like a healthy diet, if you're exercising and stuff like that, then there is no reason why you can't eat things that you like in moderation. Um, if you want a quick fix, this is something else that's been picked up on in the past. You can't get one. It's not real. It won't happen. You know, it's just like I said with myself, I did that and I did that in quite a short space of time. Fad diets. Um, you can do it. It does kind of work, but it's not, there's no longevity to it. So if you have balance and you 
change your whole lifestyle, change your outlook to um, going to the gym, exercising, the foods that you eat. If you change your whole outlook, definitely 100% over a longer period of time, that is going to pay off a lot more than trying to do um, a fad diet, you know, eating clean, um, ketogenic stuff, all of them things, any of them kind of diets, because you're not, you're not sort of telling yourself you can't have this or you can't do that. You are actually allowing yourself to have that cheeky little couple of pieces of chocolate or whatever it is you like, a glass of wine, cheese, olives, you know, them, them are the things that I like. But I've switched my mind somehow through um, more to do with the fact that what I'm doing now is is not really for... Um, looking really well it's for um, the the health benefits and for my positive mind state my mental health um, when I say mental health um, there's a stigma that comes with that and this is something I was talking to my wife about the other night because she said to me what do you what do you think when somebody says mental health and the first thing that popped into my head was anxiety, depression, you know, them sorts of things. And she says, yeah, that's what everybody thinks. But mental health isn't always poor mental health. There is a good mental health, right? So I am in a minute, I'm in good mental health. Um, and that is a lot to do with the endorphins that, that are being released um, into my into my my bloodstream or my body, my mind, um, however it works, um, because of the exercising that I'm doing, the the kind of positive outlook that I'm trying to have with everything, no matter how bad um, sometimes things seem. I have actually done um, about an 18-hour day so far, and the traffic has been horrendous. The job that I was on was pretty pointless. Um, but I'm getting paid. Um, you know, it's been a long day. I've been up since five. It's now almost 8 p.m. Um, so I've been up since 5 a.m. It's been a long day. I'm still driving. I've still got over an hour before I even get home. But because I'm in good mental health, because I have a positive outlook on things, like I say, I'm getting paid. Um, don't, I'm not going to get too upset and too distressed about the traffic because let's face it what can I do about it it's not going to get me anywhere any quicker um, if I start having road rage um, and I start getting stressed out about it so just trying to take these steps is what is making me feel better and that's the good thing about the exercise I'm doing it for my mental health I'm doing it for my well-being and that's kind of what I'm getting at. I think that's why now I don't feel so much of so much pressure um, on myself to eat a certain way. Um, I do want to. I do eat healthily um, as much as possible. But if it comes to it, and I don't know, let's say we're going out to a restaurant or something like that. Um, I've been working out. I've been eating healthy majority of the week why not have something on the menu that is a bit fatty um 
that contains a few more calories than, you know, what you might normally choose if you were kind of trying to look out, um, you know, for your weight on your waistline or something like that. Um, because, like I say, it's the balance. Allow yourself to have these little cheats uh, or I don't even want to call them cheats. Because when people when you call something cheating, that automatically makes it sound like a, a bad thing. So when people say cheat meal, um, that is almost like a way of that's almost like giving yourself a bit of guilt. Like I'm cheating, I'm guilty of of cheating. You know, so it's not really a good um, it's not good terminology really when you, when you think about it. I mean, that's literally just popped into my head as I've been talking about it. It just it just made me think cheat it's not a good word everybody um when you think of cheat or cheating you automatically think of um, that as a bad thing like somebody cheating on on their their partner or somebody cheating in a game somebody whatever it may be cheating it in a professional sport it's all very frowned upon it's all damaging um so yeah saying it a cheat meal automatically makes you think it's a wrong thing. It's a bad thing. So why don't we call it a treat meal? It's a treat because, do you know what? I've been really good all week. I've ate very healthily. I've been to the gym and it's just a bit of balance. It ain't going to harm me, you know, as long as I keep up uh, what I'm doing. And sometimes, you know, certain things um, are quite beneficial. There's certain um, you know, you need an amount of sugars, you need an amount of salt, you need an amount of fat. Now, I, I'm i not um, a dietitian uh, or trained in, in any way to sort of go through the amounts of sugars and salts and fats and stuff like that that you are, that would be like the optimum. But as I say, anything in moderation is fine. And going back years ago, a lot of people would, you know, hear that from... Um, say your grandma or something, you know, little and off, little but often, you know, things like that. Things that they used to say were so true because going back all them years ago, people didn't think of food and have these relationships, these quite poor relationships with food, like what people have now. Home-cooked meals, people had good home-cooked meals and they ate, but they worked hard and, uh, and they didn't really care about it. And, you know, if they put on a bit of weight, they put on a bit of weight. That was just, that's just life. Uh, as you get older, you're naturally going to do that anyway. Um, and you have to sort of come to terms with it. And, and they did. But I think uh, just because of what we see in the media, really, um, you know, we're body conscious because a lot of stuff we see on TV. Males have got six packs, big pecs, biceps, females skinny waists, big boobs, arses, you know, slim legs, toned legs, whatever. Like now it's all, it's all about, um, tone really with women. It's not so much skinny women. It's, uh, it's about having a big round booty. It's about having, you know, this tone, this nice shape to the legs. And, um, I feel like that's quite, um, healthy really as well. So it's not a bad thing, but the flip side, the poor thing is that the people that are looking at it and thinking that, oh, we really need to be like that and we have to aspire to be that. Well, we don't really. Um, there are people out there, I know people firsthand, that um, are not bad looking people, 
um, and could be with muscular men um, or, mus- or, or or slim women or whatever. But I know people, I know a, a girl that likes a guy that's a bit bigger, you know, that carries a little bit of fat. Um, and she's a good looking girl. But she, you know, she, she told me in the past, she likes a, a bit of a bigger guy. I know guys that like bigger girls. You know, that actually look at skinny girls and go, oh my God, like, she's so skinny. Yeah, she, that skinny girl, um, if maybe she's not purposely skinny, you know, she might be just like that, that might be just her body. But some people will, will actually try to be that skinny. Um, so that doesn't impress everybody. You know, there is no one look that is perfect to everybody. Everybody's got different tastes. That's that's what's great about us human beings. We're all different. Um, so, yeah, it, we don't have to aspire to be anything, really. Um, but we just need to have the balance. Um, I feel like, you know, another thing is... so. No, I don't want to run away um, and say go into the next thing of what I'm going to say because I need to stay on focus on this relationship because <laughs> I've noticed some of my podcasts I listen back and I'm a little bit disappointed because I didn't quite get to what I was trying to say. It might have been quite early in the morning or something like that or um, whatever and I kind of veered off track, which I do. And I like I always say that this, this podcast is what it is and how it, how it goes, it goes and everything. I don't want to ramble on too much about that. But yeah, sometimes I need to keep on track with stuff. So the relationship with the food thing. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a healthy relationship if we're just eating clean meals, or if if we're cutting certain things out and we're not allowing ourselves to enjoy um, um, these these treats. These, you know, there's so much stuff out there. Um, when you go shopping, you might see something. Oh, that looks really nice. Fancy that. But then to tell yourself no, um, I think that at some point you will just get to. Um, sort of stage where you go off oh, stuff this I'm just going to have it anyway and then you might end up having um, a hell of a lot more in, in one sitting like a binge eat rather than you know if you had it there and you let yourself have it every so often it wouldn't become such a you know, such a craving for it if you like um, so yeah the relationships we're having are quite poor and I think that by cutting these things out, by eating clean and stuff like that, that is what's causing that. And one of the biggest things for me is that making making food, uh, a lot of people think of a diet or healthy food as a salad, like a, um, just a plain salad, a leafy salad, you know, or you know, like I say, eating a chicken breast, stuff like that. Plain, boring foods that don't taste nice. That is such utter bull crap. It's unreal because me and my wife, we cook healthy meals most days. So our dinner at home is pretty much healthy. Now, one thing I will say as well is um, because what a lot of people do is they get quite complacent and I see people eating the same thing week in, week out. We've fallen into the trap where we do it as well. Um, try and change it up a little bit. Keep it a little bit more exciting. At the same time, you can still keep it healthy. Healthy food doesn't have to taste bland and boring. Healthy food can taste amazing. And there's loads of recipes out there. Um, 
loads of people you can follow um, on social media. And Slimming World, that's a great one. We've done a lot of recipes on Slimming World. We A lot of the, the dinners we cook have come from recipes from Slimming World. And just, just most recently, we had a lovely chicken pie. Right, so a lot of people think, pie, that's bad for you. Who ate all the pies? You fat, you fat, who ate all the pies? So automatically you think pies are fatty and they're not good. You can't eat that if you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle. <clears throat> well, that's where you're wrong because this pie was not made with um, the normal type of pastry that you use on a pie. You know, um, it's not a short crust pastry. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. That's that's a dessert pastry, I think. It's not a... Um, puff pastry it's a phyllo pastry so it's like a thin thin sheets thin sheets of pastry so basically i'll tell you how to cook this now because it's so easy onions one onion red onion diced um two cloves of garlic crushed you cook that um brown your onions use i use like a portobello mushroom like um half of one of them I diced it quite small, but if you quite like your mushrooms, you like them quite thick, you can just use some little button mushrooms, however you want to do it. I, I dice them quite small. Mushrooms are porous and they, they soak up a lot of flavour. Um, so dice them up quite small, chuck that in, chopped chicken, chuck that in, cooked it all up. And then the last ingredient, um, well, apart from a bit of pepper, because I like to add pepper to a lot of stuff that I cook, I like the little kick of black pepper. Last ingredient, coconut milk. So I'll just give you that again. It's a red onion, diced, two cloves of garlic, mushrooms, or a mushroom, if it's a large mushroom, diced up or however you want to put it in, and um, one tin of coconut milk, and a vegetable stock, sorry, as well. Five ingredients there. You just cook that in the pan, you just cook it through, make sure your chicken's cooked, etc. Put it then into a casserole dish, have your oven uh, in the meantime uh, up at 180 degrees. Um, and then all you do is with your, your phyllo pastry, it's like sheets. Sheets are weird, were quite long. Um, cut them in half, scrunch them up into a little ball, just throw it on top until yeah, you've covered all of your, your filling. So it doesn't, the pastry doesn't go around the filling or anything like that. They're just scrunched up and just sat on top. Make a nice little, it looks like a nice cool little design scrunched up, sat on top, and then just a bit of butter, brush some butter, or if you want to put fry light spray or something like that, on top of your phyllo pastry, just to give it that nice golden colour once it cooks. That was a healthy, yet bloody nice tasting meal. Very, very nice, really much enjoyed. Me and my wife, I cooked it. Um, she said how nice it was, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's something the kids would eat as well. Um, the mistake really with me was the the, the mushrooms for the kids. Um, they didn't they didn't really like the texture of the mushrooms. They're fussy. Kids nowadays have uh, they've had too much choice. But yeah, not to go off track. Um, they are very very good, healthy, nice tasting um, menus. Um, out there recipes out there on the internet and you can cook food and, and really enjoy it and not feel guilty because 
it was, it, you know, because you're not actually eating something that's um, like a normal pie would be like. You might, if you do get feel, you know, you get yourself feeling guilty about it. I want people to try and get out of that though. Um, try and kick that mindset of feeling guilty. There's this one thing that always sticks with me now. Again, I don't know how much of this is um, this is correct, um, but it just sticks with me, and it's and it and it makes me think of um, what I've just been saying to you. Somebody um, who used to cut my hair, very muscular chap, um, spent a lot of time in the gym and stuff like that. Um, he's a smoker as well, though, so probably not as healthy inside, uh, and, and probably wasn't as good aerobically as he was, you know, with his weights and stuff. But either way very good looking body you know very you know you could see that he lift weights and stuff muscles popping out through his t-shirt big biceps etc um and i think i was waiting for him because i'm just going to grab something to eat and he was eating something and i don't remember what it was it might have been like a pasty um or a steak bake or something like that something that you wouldn't um imagine a guy who like really takes care of himself to be eating. And I remember he came to cut my hair and I says to him, um, you know, I want to expect you to uh, eat something like that. I thought you'd be all, um, you know, healthy diet, chicken and broccoli and stuff. And he said, um, basically what he does is like, yeah, he will have a bit of a treat. Um, a cheat meal, I think he did call it. Um, but I'm not going to use that word anymore. So we had a treat meal. Um, but what he said was, as long as he has a wraparound, um, he's happy. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, I call them a wraparound meal. So if I have a healthy breakfast and I have a healthy dinner and our lunch in the middle was not so healthy, um, that's what I could, that's what he meant, meant by a wraparound meal. So as long as his, his wraparound um, was healthy, then he's fine. And he kind of, in his head... Um, counterbalances it which I suppose again is is the balance what I'm talking about um yeah he was you know very strong very muscular looked good so you know that balance is there and you know think about that all them years back he probably had it right then and it's only just you know come to me recently um that I need to sort of be a lot more like that not feel guilty for eating certain foods and what I'm trying to do now is develop a few more of my own recipes. Um, so if I do feel hungry, if I have it, ate quite healthily, but then like I get a bit of a, uh, a kind of a sugar craving or something like that, I have granola in the cupboard, um, fruits like blueberries, which are obviously supposed to be really good for your antioxidants and stuff like that, uh, fibrous. Um, so I have some granola um in my cupboard and it's like a peanut butter one and I love a bit of peanut butter and I've always um, you know I've always thought of peanut butter to be quite uh, healthy anyway because the you know the fats from peanuts are healthy fats so a bit of granola um, some blueberries and then probiotic yogurt so I've been hearing a lot more about um, you know your gut um, sorry I'm um, lost it for a second. Um, basically, your gut bacteria and keeping that healthy, and um, you know, so that you know you don't have problems with your stomach or any any of that that part of your body. You know, with digestion, with I suppose 
for to your bowels and stuff like that. It's supposed to keep your um, gut bacteria in good health. So probiotic, yogurt, live yogurt and stuff like that, I've been having a lot more of. I've been buying them on a weekly basis and shopping. So, yeah, put one of them in, granola, blueberries, and then another great little tip. So, you know, if you, if you have got a bit of a sweet tooth um, and you like your chocolate or something, I've been buying like the 75% um, cocoa chocolate, which is a bit strong and is a bit bitter, but I actually really like it. My wife, not so much. But little trick, if you just grate that chocolate onto your yogurt, um, you don't, it doesn't taste like that, that bitterness, what you might get from it. Um, it's a lot lighter, mixes in with the yogurt, uh, you, you get the chocolate from it. And uh, gives, yeah, it just gives you your little chocolate kick that you're, that you're after. If you're a bit of a, uh, a chocoholic, like some people are like my wife, she, she loves her chocolate. And she grated some of the dark chocolate on there. She would never eat it like the bar that it is and the pieces that you get. But grating it on there into that yogurt and stuff um, works really nicely. So just um, playing around with things, really. It's all trial and error. I've always played around with food. And do you know the one thing is, um, if you do these things, if you do start cooking as well, um, you will enjoy it. Uh, I really enjoy cooking. And then I feel like that is a healthy way to have a better relationship with food because you're enjoying what you're doing and you're you're then um, finding a new love for it you know you start to fall in love with food again instead of treating it like uh, fuel because there's, there's there's two extremes some people will just eat what they want and think like oh yeah I love food and then they just shovel themselves um, full of whatever they want and then there's other people who see food as like fuel and that's it it's just fuel. It's just something to keep you going. I used to kind of say that to myself quite a bit. Oh, it's just fuel. Um, but it isn't. No, we should enjoy it. We should, you know, we are. We have the luxury um, of all this food, uh, uh, basically, uh, on our door, doorsteps. We can have food delivered. Um, that's another thing that I wanted to sort of pick up on. So a lot of people fall into habits of um, buying food um, junk food or, you know, if you don't want to eat chocolate, like I say, if you, you can find a way maybe to have a little bit here and there. But if you start buying stuff from your supermarket and start filling your trolley with things like chocolates, um, at some point you're going to eat them. And if you do have a bit of a relapse, you might have two or three. It does happen. Um, so the point I was making about uh, food delivery is that so if you do your shopping online, um, you're less likely um, to probably buy them if you're trying to be a bit healthier. <clears throat> As I say, I'm not discouraging people from having um, certain little treats anyway. But um, if you're walking around a supermarket, they've got a special offer on here. As you're walking around a big supermarket, um, you're always constantly going past these things. Chocolate, crisps sugary drinks you know and it's constant there's more and more fatty foods and you're walking past pizzas and it's so easy like you see a deal and go oh look yeah it's only a quid chuck it in there <clears throat> my tips for that are right first thing that i do actually is i don't shop in the big supermarkets anymore i shop somewhere smaller so i can get around quicker um if you get around quicker you you tend not to buy things that you don't need to buy or that you wasn't um, intending to buy, let's say. So I, I shop at a smaller supermarket now. But 
let's say you can't shop at a smaller supermarket. The supermarket that you like to shop at is huge. It's a big Tesco's or a Sainsbury's or something like that. I would say, first of all, plan your meals for what you're going to have throughout the week. So you're going to try and be healthy. Try and think of a few meals. Or go on to Slimming World. Go on to these, um, um, say like you Joe Wicks, Lean in 15. If you've seen a, something that he's thrown together that looks really nice, you know, write the ingredients down that you need to make the meals through the week. That way, you know what you need. Yeah, put it onto your shopping list. Um, so then you can go in there, fish, bosh, bash, straight to the stuff that you need, and that's it. Chuck that in your trolley, and off you go. Because if you're dawdling and you're kind of looking, oh, yeah, I might get this or I might get that, again, you're taking longer in there, you might end up just sneaking other little bits and bats into your trolley. That's one thing. The other thing is, um, I haven't made this up. This is something that I've heard quite a long time ago. Don't go shopping on an empty stomach because you are bound to see things and go, oh, that looks lovely. I'm starving. I could do with that. Do you know what? I'm going to get them. And when I get home, I'm going to eat them. You know, stuff like that. Simple little techniques. As I say myself, I shop at quite a small supermarket, so I know I can get around there very quickly. But at the same time, I already have in my head pretty much the, the ingredients that I need for food throughout the week anyway, for the meals that we're cooking. Um, but do try and um, vary that up. So if you can do one week where you have a set of meals and another week where you have a different set of meals, um, the following week you could do a combination of both and the following week you could do the combination of the other stuff. So you've got a full month there where... You know, you're having different meals every day of the week, um, changing it up. And, yeah, I think think it's important because, as I say, there's a kind of a stigma attached to uh, healthy food. Healthy food does not have to be boring. It's not about salads. Um, healthy food, you know, is about, it's just, it's just the things you eat. So, for me, fish. You know, I like to get a bit of fish in me. Whether it's tuna, sardines are great. I know sardines are really high in protein. Um, Omega-3 and 6, very good for you. And very, very inexpensive. Um, Some people just can't stand them because they are quite fishy. Um, What I tend to do is um, I buy a a whole grain uh, rice, which is uh, gluten-free. It comes in a packet where you put in the microwave for about two minutes. And... I mix my sardines in with that. It's something I can do easily at work. So once a, once the rice is cooked, I put it into a plastic tub, chuck my sardines in, mix it all together, and that's my, my food done. And these rice dishes that you can get, um, you can get lime and coriander. You can get a spicy Mexican one. There are loads of different flavors that you can get. And, uh, you know, they also add to the flavor that you're getting with that, that sardine. So it doesn't always have to be just a, a plain whole grain rice. Um, you can also add bits to it. I like to carry around a little bit of hot sauce on my pan. I add a little bit of hot sauce to it, give me an, an extra bit of a kick. Um, try not to go for the sugary, the very heavily sugary um, hot sauces by the company that, that rhymes with uh, Wando's. I don't know why I'm doing that. I'm not on the BBC, but I just thought it was funny. Just give myself a little bit of a laugh. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, just really um, do things like that. Fish, um, obviously, leafy greens are really good for you if you can get them in. I like to buy um, kale, really dark kale, um, cabbage if I can. And then I'll just 
with whatever I have. Um, sometimes my, my wife doesn't really like kale, so we can have a meal. Uh, and I'll put, I'll just chuck some kale in, boil some kale up, and just put it on my plate separately. Um, but yeah, healthy foods like that. I suppose, again, you might go, well, kale it doesn't taste very nice. But I've done dishes where I've actually mi- mixed kale in with something and kind of hidden the taste of it because I've chopped it up and I've cooked the food for a certain amount of time where the kale's just kind of broken down into it um, with stuff like tomatoes and, and lean mints and onions and stuff like that where I've made a sort of dish that incorporates um, a lot of healthy vegetables. Um, I've even blended carrots into sauces that I make, you know, make my own types of spaghetti bolognese sauces, and I put carrots in with the onions and the garlic and stuff. Um, because I know, like, my my son doesn't like carrots. And when I blend it into a sauce, he eats it, and he doesn't even know he's eating a carrot. Um yeah, you've got to trick these kids sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's um, things like that, just vegetables. Um, obviously, your meats, your chicken, your steak, stuff like that. It's just the way you cook them as well. Where you, you know, if you like um, fries and stuff, if you like chips, make your own chips. I mean, I've just bought sweet potatoes so I can make sweet potato fries. I've got one of those kind of fry-like machines. So it takes one teaspoon of oil to fry all those um, those chips or those sweet potato fries. And they taste lovely. They come out really nice, come out crispy. Um, really, really nice to add to, to whatever it is you, you're eating. Like if you're having a steak, something like that, that goes really nice with it. Bit of broccoli. Um, they're healthy foods, but as I say, <coughs> they don't have to be dull and boring. There's some really good recipes on the internet. The spaghetti bolognese that I was saying where I make my own sauce. Um, that is that. A healthy dish because I use the less than five percent fat mints. Um, yeah, plenty of stuff out there. So try try get yourself cooking a little bit more, cooking healthy meals, fall in love with food again, fall in, enjoy the cooking. Um, don't don't sort of um, hate yourself for having a bit of a, a bad day as well. You know, we all have bad days. Just Carry on the next day as if, you know, as if normal. Go back to your, to your, to your healthy eating again. You know? Enjoy it. Treat yourself. Um, I am really, really happy with the way my regime, my sort of diet and my um, training regime is going because I feel quite relieved. I feel like quite a, it's quite a weight off my shoulders because usually I'm so stringent with it and so strict on myself that it becomes hard work and it's not really enjoyable yet you know I'm, I'm exercising now and really enjoying it I'm eating healthy where I can but at the same time I'm not depriving myself of anything either as I say I'm using little techniques so the things that if I if I do want a little bit of a treat when I'm having this granola with the yogurt and the bit the bit of chocolate and blueberries and stuff it's really nice it's just as nice as if I went to the shop and got a bag of bag of crisps and a, and a chocolate bar and a fizzy drink. You know, green teas. Me and the wife have been having more green teas and some really nice. Well, not just green teas, but fruit teas. Um, some really nice tea out there. You know, we have this uh, cranberry and, and and blood orange one that we started having. What Twinings make? Things like that. Um, healthy for you. You you, you put in the, the milk out from your 
from the normal cup of tea that you might have. Um, and they've got good antioxidants in them that make you feel good. Um, having one of them in the morning. You know, things like that. Simple things that are good for you, but actually taste nice as well. So let's let's get rid of all these stigmas connected with, um, you know, foods, healthy foods and things like that. And, yeah, let's just try and take it all in our strides. That's what, that's what I'm going to say, really. Um, enjoy yourself. Um, if you've worked hard, you've been to the gym, if you've exercised, you've been running, whatever you've been doing, um, balance. Have your glass of wine. Yeah? Eat your olives. Have that feta cheese. Whatever it is you want to do. Don't feel bad for it. Just go to the gym again the next day, if you can, you know. Um, all about balance. Be body positive. Um, you know, don't, don't worry about too much what you see in the magazines and stuff, because a lot of that stuff's photoshopped anyway. Um, don't aspire to be that kind of stuff. Just be happy in yourself. Um, if you're taking small steps to uh, get your body into a, into better shape um, and working towards some sort of goal. Enjoy what you're doing, you know, enjoy, take the pictures in between, like one, one every week, one every two weeks and, and actually be proud of it and look at it, enjoy the journey. Don't think of that, you say, we need to have a quick fix and this needs to happen overnight because it won't. Um, if you're carrying a lot of weight and you want to lose weight um, and you want to look like a certain person that's got quite a lot of definition, a lot of tone in, in the legs, in the butt, whatever it is, uh, if you're a guy with the same thing, that's not going to happen by a quick fix because it can't. You know, the muscle growth takes a lot more time than it does to sort of um, lose fat, lose weight, lose inches. So take the small steps, enjoy the journey, embrace it, and be really proud of yourselves for the journey that you're on. Um, think of it from the health standpoint. Um, think of the years that you're saving on your on your life, you know. I know people get a little bit jealous sometimes by, you know, I've been around people that can eat whatever they want and they never seem to put on weight. Um, don't hate that person eating the junk and we ain't got junk in the trunk. I just made that up. That's quite good. Um, but what I mean is, like, them people, yeah, they are eating that stuff and they're not putting on weight, but they're not healthy. You know, think of it from your health standpoint. Think of how good you feel when you when you eat well, when you exercise. Think of how that is going to make you as you get older. Um, you know, you may have grandkids one day. You don't want to be unable to play with your grandkids. You might want to go out with your grandkid and kick a ball around, push them on a swing at the park, stuff like that. Longevity is really what I've been getting at throughout this whole podcast. Uh, forget the quick fix um, and just enjoy everything that you're doing. Enjoy the exercise, embrace the journey um, and don't fall out with food. You know, food is not our enemy. Um, not if we are moderate and we keep the balance. And I think that's a good place for me to stop talking.
because I'm not far away from home now. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's been a good one. I enjoyed that all coming from a little conversation that I heard in that calf. Um, but it, it is really funny what um, how people feel and the kind of ties. And I do probably want to explore a little bit more about relationships with food because, you know, I'm not an expert on the things I talk about. So I don't know enough about it. Maybe I could do a bit more research, but I just like putting these podcasts out as frequent as I can. Um, keep you guys interested, hopefully. And uh, yeah, so, so if anybody else um, has got um, insight into um, these kind of things that I've been talking about, don't be afraid to send me an email, rojoganpodcast at mail.com. I want to be educated too, yeah? And any of the things that you tell me, if you're an expert in them fields, I'll pass on to everybody else. Think of the things that you could be doing, the lives that you could be changing just by, um, you know, if you don't really want to have that outlet yourself, um, do it through me. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to put your name out there if you want. I'll do it anonymously if you want. Think about, you know, the impact you can have on other people's lives um, through simply sending me an email. And yeah, if you guys enjoyed this show, please give me a rating on the iTunes store. I know I'm getting more um, Apple podcast listeners, which is really nice. Um, that's where I listen to all my podcasts. Um, my biggest sort of uh, streams come from Spotify. Um, but yeah, I'm getting more and more on, on Apple Podcasts. I'm out there on quite a few different platforms. Too many to even go through. But if you're able to sort of leave um, comments, um, reviews, please do so. Five-star review would be amazing. But, you know, you might you might not feel that way. It'd be great if you did. If you could do that for me, um, I'd much appreciate it. If you can share, I know um, Spotify has a share option. Um, you can share with your friends on WhatsApp. You can share through your social media pages. You know, let people know if you're enjoying it. Take a listen. Um, whatever podcast you've listened to in the past um, and you've really thought this was a good one, love you to share them as well because it's not all about the latest one that I've put out. Um, I'd like people to go back and, and hear stuff that I've done in the past, um, as well as the stuff that I'm going to be doing in the future. So, yeah, thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Hi everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I appreciate all your support and kind words. Um, I never imagined that the podcast would gain the amount of downloads in the short space of time that it has. Now for 2019, I want to go bigger and better. I want to focus time and energy into the podcast and really put out some great content. I'm looking to invest in some better recording equipment and pull in some interesting and inspirational guests with amazing stories. To achieve this, I've set up a PayPal me link, which you can find in the bio. The link is paypal.me forward slash podcast. I'd rather do this than um, put advertisements and sponsorships into the podcast and just kind of bog it down and, and make you guys have to listen to stuff that you're not really wanting to listen to. So if you're a fan of this show and you want to show support, then please feel free to give as little or as much as you'd like. Once again, I really appreciate your support. It's been amazing. Thank you.